Curtain going up. Curtain going up. Places, please. Overture, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes to you from the cornfields of Indiana. She loves the Constitution more than she likes most people. Allow me to introduce Shouse in the House. Welcome to Shouse in the House. I'm your host, literally Heather, and I have on with me Tammy Taveras. Did I say that right? Did I pronounce yeah, you it did. perfectly? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Tammy is, gosh, she is just so many things. And so I'm going to start with a little bit of the beginning of her story, and then we're going to work our way up to who Tammy is today. So mm. Tammy, from the trailer yeah. park in Mishawaka, Indiana... Uh How did you end up? So like, first let's talk about your childhood and growing up. What, what was that like for you? Because I know that plays a role in your comedy and like how you ended up where you are today. So kind of talk me through some of that a little bit. Well, you know, I, I had teenage parents. My mother was 16 and my father was 17, I believe. And they were not out of high school and they, you know, they both still lived at home. I think my mother threw her out uh, of her house. So then my mother, I think, ended up at my dad's place um, and with his parents. So, uh, you know, it was a rough beginning. I mean, they didn't have anything. We, you know, we, they didn't know anything. They were teenagers. I mean, when I right. think about it, I just am like, wow. I, I mean, they had no business having kids, you know? Sure. Um, but sex will do that to you. Um, <laughs> and it was rough. I mean, my mother was a 16-year-old girl that right. had a child. And then a year and a half later had another child, had my sister. Ooh. And uh, it, it's... It, it, it was really difficult. I, I started working when I was 11. I, I just got a job making cotton candy. Uh, you know, I made like 80 bucks cash a week. I bought my own bike. I bought my own bed. I bought my own, you know, school clothes. Um, I mean, I, I, and, and I worked always then after that, like I always had something, even if it was sure. like the, the, the drugstore or uh, retail retail, retail, lots of retail, uh, and which you make no money. And yeah, then no, you have to wear all. these clothes and you're like, it's a, it's a terrible process, right? And you're, you're on your feet all day and you have horrible yeah. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was rough. It was rough. And my mother is, uh, is a, is a real character in my whole being. She's sure. Uh, I don't know if she's been full officially diagnosed, but she's got like a borderline personality disorder and, um, which is not, I don't think curable. And, uh, she herself comes from sheer dysfunction, comes from an alcoholic father. And, you know, so I have a lot of compassion, but the little girl in me was, you know, uh, really struggling, but I, I was, I was a fighter. So I was gonna, you know, Make it anyway. Get out. I was going to get out. I, I I wanted better. I wanted better for everyone. So, um, can you I know? ask you a question? And this is going to be you really personal. You want? Yeah. It's um, okay. So, with this big push right now, as far as abortion is concerned, I wonder 
you know, because ideally, I mean, she's 16 years old. She shouldn't have been I, having sex in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, and Correct. so I, Correct. I wonder. How that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what your feelings are because she chose to have you anyway. She chose and your sister. And so I, I wonder how that plays how into how you feel about abortion. Just I'm curious if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. No, I mean, listen, had she had the option of the morning after pill, you know, or maybe even birth control? Because I don't know if she, I mean, I'm sure she did have the option, but I don't know how educated she was in that regard. Um, You know, I I will say, I feel like we were currency for her. Yeah. We were currency for her. So it wasn't, I want a child. I I want a baby. I, I, it wasn't, she didn't have the maturity to even understand the depths of what, that she was shaping another human being. Sure. I get it. I, as a human, I fully get it, but no business having kids. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Because it really, you know, it, it, because, because I've worked so hard my whole life to, to understand, to get better, to be, uh, and I, I don't want to say get, I mean, maybe get better is not the right, but just to grow, to evolve. To thrive. Um, yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I can, I can see how that, how that played out. It's like a, I could, I see how it all played out, but boy, it would have been nice if there were some more options, you know, sure. um, I, you know, look, I, it's such a difficult abortion is so such a, such a hot button topic. And, you know, on one hand, I'm like, that should just be a conversation between you and your doctor. Right. Yeah. It should be a conversation between you and your doctor and possibly your partner, if that's where you're at. I'm sure. You know, I just, I'm like, the government really doesn't have to me. I'm like, why are you even in my business? Um, but you know, I do realize there are some circumstances where maybe that is what is necessary for whatever right. reason, whether it's the life of the mother, um, it's extenuating circumstances. I, but I do think that there is, we have so many options now and we do need to take responsibility. Look, my life was going on a, in a, on a canoe down a fast, fast stream. And until I started really taking responsibility for me, who I am, my choices, you know, no excuses and kind of getting hardcore with myself. I was just going to be a victim to that canoe. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I needed to get a hold of myself and uh, um, and own some things about myself and learn and uh, become a responsible person. I didn't grow up with a, any discipline, really. I mean, I did. That It didn't make any sense to me that sure. time. But, you know, like uh, any structured, you know, I, my parents weren't equipped. They, they, they yeah. just weren't equipped. You know, and thank God for my grandmother. Yeah. You know, just being like stable, stable, you know, because so, like, my this mother is your was dad's mom, right? Well, uh, actually, this is my, ironically, it's my mom's mom. Okay. My, my dad's mom ended up passing suddenly at 60 from an aneurysm. I mean, just like dropped literally. And that was it. Um, and my, my mother's mother, I mean, they ended up becoming, you know, they ended up working it all out. But my mother was a hellion. My mother was clearly uh, a naughty girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you will. So, uh, 
yeah, uh, what I forget, but, but my grandma, you know, my mother was the type of person though, that like would change the house around every day. Like I'd come home from school or something and the living room would now be the other room and the other, you know, like everything would be, she just, she had to have constant change, which of chaos, course felt like yeah. chaos. So my grandmother married the mailman and it was just like, you know, that little house <laughs> and, you know, the two little dogs and, sure. you know, she drank her scotch and she liked her cigarettes uh, and she put on her little blue eyeshadow every day and used Vaseline to take it off at night. And, you know, it was just a very like... <laughs> manageable little simple life that sure. there was that stable force i suppose but yeah i just didn't have uh it was i don't know even know where i'm going at the moment i just got lost in the abyss of no that's okay that that's okay that's what this is about um so you started working at 11 and yeah. and now so like you're you're transitioning into this adult type life um you had a pretty sorted past um, <laughs> So I want to get into some of this. So you were like in your bio, you've got on there like strip clubs, sugar daddies, and a failed career in hairdressing. So when did you start? But yes. Like, so, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about stripping first. Like, how did we get into that world? Like, how did you become a stripper? I'll, I'll, I'll give you just a little, um, it's even funnier it for the audience to know, like she's the D cup in comedy. Like she, it's like that's that's the thing you with Tammy. So I was like, oh, what well, be how, how about we name ourselves the D cups of comedy because my producing partner has ginormous breasts, and I'm like, I'm looking at her, and I was just kidding. But I feel her pain, person, honestly. <laughs> and another person was like, that's a great one. Well, that we'll yeah. put that. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, well. I, at 17, I got my uh, cosmetology license and I started cutting hair and I loved it. Actually, I really, really loved it. I was living in Florida and uh, and I made a trip to Atlanta with a couple friends of mine that I had gone to high school with that were living in Chicago. We met up for New Year's in Atlanta. I'd never even been there. And um uh, we had the best time, just a nice long party, party weekend. Sure. And I go back to Florida. I'm doing my hair. I have, um, I think I had a client or something that happened to have a condo uh, uh, <laughs> available in Atlanta. And, and I think I'd met somebody else that was looking for a manager for a little uh, boutique cashmere store in uh -huh. Atlanta. <laughs> I just up and changed my life. I was like, I liked Atlanta. It had this kind of metropolitan vibe, unlike Florida. And, right. um, and I just, I just went to Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> and, and I met, and suddenly I'm managing this little store called, ah, cashmere, which I have a joke about. Um, and, but I was making no money, like right. no money in retail. And I was dating this stockbroker and I thought, well, shit, I'm selling. Why don't I sell stocks? Maybe I could really yeah. make some money. So I study, I study for these tests and I passed one, I failed the other. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to like really buckle down. And I decided to stop doing retail. And it was an ex-boyfriend that was like, you know, with your body, blah, blah, blah. You should, <laughs> you know, a real nice guy, if you will. Sure. Um, anyway, 
got it in my head. And, and, and in my head, I'm like, well, I am an actress. I mean, you know, what's that world about? You know, I was so curious, you know, I knew my dad had some Playboy magazines by his, you know, by the, to- you know, in the bathroom. And I, I but I was, I was a little I, I, naive. I, I didn't even know what was what, but I sure. knew of this one place that was like a gentleman's club. Look, right. it was not whatever the hell is happening in those clubs. <laughs> not to sound like a prude, it was just not that right. what's going yeah. on now is like a whole different level, but so I go, I decide that I'm going to go to this, go check out this place called the gold club in Atlanta. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I was terrified. I was terrified, but I was playing the game. I was playing the game. I "I can do this. And, um, I had to audition. I had to go. He's like, um, would you like a shot? I'm going to introduce you to the house mom. We're going to get you in an outfit and you're going to get on that little stage right there. And I'm going to decide whether you work during the day or you work at night. I was like, you know, uh, I was like, I was just, okay. So give me the shot, shot motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> All I could think of is like, well, I heard that you can really, you know, make some good money, but I, I didn't really know a lot about anything. So sure. Um, because you're from Mishawaka, Indiana. I've been there. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Game. I said because you're again. from Mishawaka, Indiana. Like it's a whole different ball game, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. in the movie. I'm in the movies. That's yeah. where my head was. I was in the movies. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's where my little yeah. girl brain went. Um, and, uh, and they hired me and I <laughs> was a nighttime girl. And Ooh. my first night, some little guy walked up to me and put a $50 bill in my little garter and just walked out. And I thought, okay, I can, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and, and then I, and, and then later on I was up in this VIP room and there was this like, you know, like what you would imagine, like a, like a fat cat oil guy to kind of be. And he had like these fake dollars next to him, $2,500 of them. And he handed them to me. I had not done anything. I was just being, what they called me the spark plug. I told jokes and I gave marital advice. That's what I did. <laughs> And then I would just be like, and that's another $20. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was all about. It was like, right. it was, a, it was, a, it was, that's what my mission was. That's the kind of role I took on to survive. You know, I had to make it like, and it was, it was a bunch of like, de- for the most part, decent girls just in their uh, different places in their lives. One was putting themselves through chiropractic school. Some of them had kids, you know, some of them were of the life. But, you know, so it was, it was interesting. I didn't go to college and it feels like it was my college. Like, like in a way, I know that sounds weird, but I mean, I did have moments where I thought this is reality. Like in here, you can't really hide. The agenda is out in the open. When you go out that door, that's when the real charade begins because also my life had been such turmoil that this was just more of it felt normal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, when I look back on it now as a woman, Oh my God, I have, you know, such different ideas now as a woman, but I was just, I was just naive and trying to see what I could do 
with what I had, you know, sure. and, and, and I did that for a year and a half. So I never ended up uh, taking that series seven again, but um, I did that for a year and a half. And then, and then I, I, and I met someone at that club who really pursued me hardcore, uh, a doctor and um, played that little part for a while. If so, um, we'll go to that in a second. I, I want to say that again. <laughs> I said, we'll go there in a second. I want to ask mm -hmm. you another question real fast. So in, it's almost like a trade school, right? Like you're learning literally a trade and that's how to sell yourself and how to manage people and relationships. And I mean, you're, yeah. you're keeping like it literally for all intents and purposes, it taught you how to function in the world of acting. Like it taught you how to sell yourself to people as quickly as possible. Yeah, it, it, I, you're right. It makes me sad. And yet you're right. Like, because, because you're right. Like I, in some weird way, in a weird way, as a little girl and then looking at it now, I'm like, I feel like I was groomed to be a prostitute. Like I yes. was groomed to take care of the man. Don't rock the boat. Make sure he's happy. Uh, do as you're told. Uh, make everything, you know, you're there to make everything okay. And, and, and there was so much more to life, but I, I didn't, I, I, and I knew that, but I just, I, I needed to get out of this thing at home. I sure. I just, this thing at home was really, uh, I had migraines as a young person. And when I went to see the neurologist, he literally said, I think you need to move out. <laughs> it's like a teenager. <laughs> it's like, but I think your mother, like, so I, I, my mom and I really bucked up against each other because she thought I was her because she's a narcissist, but I'm not her, but she thought I was. So she hated me. And my sister looks nothing like her. So, and is very different and just so different. So my mother just didn't pay her any mind. She didn't, she, she felt sorry for Tracy, but Tammy, no, right. you know, so I, it was a lot for me to deal with, that and somehow I loved school. I was I, I was an honor roll student. I was you know I was in the drama club. I I eventually made it to the pom poms. Prior to that, I was in the marching band. Like I was active. Anyway, I don't know how I got to high school, but I'm back now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what always happens on podcasts, Tammy. You just go off on tangents and you just keep working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. let's move to sugar daddies. Yeah. So this is a doctor, I'm assuming. This is that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I call him that now for my comedy. The truth is, I loved him. I mean, that's the truth. Uh, but I wasn't in love with him. And and I think I loved him because he represented some sort of family to me that I didn't have. And yet he was also just as dysfunctional in a different way. So it also taught me that money forget it. Like you need it. It's a thing. It's real. But there is, that is the hardest money you will ever work for. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, and that it's not sure. worth it. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. And I loved him and he loved me, but it wasn't, it was a, it was a, it was a manufactured dynamic. It wasn't sure. real. You it was know? transactional. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, yes. If I'm honest with myself, absolutely. Yes. And I I knew it wasn't healthy. (laughs) Right. For me. So I have a question for you. The thing right now, or that I feel like is the big, the big thing right now is like only fans. So it's, to me, it's a very similar concept. It's the same type of transactional relationships. You have grown mostly older men contributing dollars to you soliciting yourself on the internet, essentially. And so what are your thoughts on that? Like having been a part of that world, and I'm not judging you, Tammy. I love you to pieces. I hear you. I hear Um, you. But I'm curious, as somebody who's participated in that, what would your advice be to girls today? Like as a woman and where you are now in life, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because you are on the internet. Oh my God, you are on the internet. You are not going to be happy with yourself. (laughs) There's going to be a point in your life where you, where you look at those and you say, Oh, I wish I would have never. And it's out there. Like, you know, I, I I now can be so open because I want to help. I want to, I I was ashamed of who I was for so long. And until I really gave myself some slack and was like, Hey, you did the best you could you know, and you're making better choices today. And, and it's not for share it so that somebody, maybe you can help somebody make a better decision that yeah. you just didn't make, you know what I mean? And didn't have the counsel or the sounding board or the, you know what I mean? Um, the, I don't, I understand it, the whole OnlyFans thing, but, um, and I, and I suppose in some ways that you probably feel like you're in more control because you're in maybe your own environment you know, so in some ways, maybe you think, but I don't know, the internet is kind of a frightening thing, isn't it? I mean, it it's wonderful, but along with that, it's that whole duality, because I know when it's awesome, it's also it's really scary. You know, like, or, you know, like, I'm just aware of that duality all right. the time. And so it would terrify me that it would terrify me to uh to to do the only fans oh it's just terrifying me yeah i get as a young person how when i was a young person how um titillating <laughs> and and how exciting that might be in your mind but you know how it is it's like a three-way it's always better in your mind it's never a good idea in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just why it's I, I got enough with this situation you know like I, I'm also a very different person than I used to be, or maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just more, I don't know. Maybe I'm more of who I was. I mean, for the longest time, I mean, I remember being coming, being out here and thinking, is that me? Is that my voice? Or is that right. my conditioned voice? My, sure. my mother's voice, my, my, that voice from home, or is that, what's my voice? What, yeah, I, sure. I really was trying to figure out, you know, and that was, you know, I was in my twenties and I was in LA and I didn't know anybody and nothing. Okay. So let's go there. So you were in Atlanta and then you went out to LA. How did you end up in LA? And then how did you get into acting? Like talk to me about that road. Well, one thing I will say is that as far as the, the acting thing, even when I was in high school, I loved to do plays, but that's, that's about that. Like, and I loved my drama class. So, so the bug was in there, but that's not where I was at this moment. Yes. A thing happened in Atlanta 
one evening, I went out with these two girls from the club that I didn't really know. And um, it was right around when I think Magic Johnson was making his announcement. It was during that time, his announcement that he had HIV. Yeah. And one of the girls had apparently kind of known him. So anyway, I went out with these two girls. I I didn't really know them very well, but I, I, so they knew these two guys. One of the guys is Mark. These two guys was Mark and Jeff. Jeff was, uh, played pro ball for the Falcons. He was a football player and Mark apparently played ball. I think at that time, I think it might've been in Germany. And anyway, we all ended up out having a great time and ended up at the Waffle House at three in the morning. And one of the patrons in the Waffle House had a gun on him and lost his mind and opened fired and shot and killed Jeff. Whoa. Right there. Right there like that. We went from a girl's night out, dancing and doing body shots. I almost drove home, but I was like, I am hungry. Okay, the Waffle House. And you know, it was like, pump up the jam, pump it up. It was right. like that time. And yeah. we were just, it was just like an innocent, we were, I don't even, we were just in our own little world. And then boom, boom. Wow. And, you know, and Jeff was like that all American, like, hey man, it's cool. Just, and the guy just, he had worked for the city 26 years, had kids, been served divorce papers, had a gun and was ready to do something. And we just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, so Mark and I were the only ones that were able to actually, I guess, go through the trial process. And so I, I ended up leaving, um, um, Atlanta. I went down to Miami for a minute thinking I wanted to do some print work. (laughs) Makes me laugh now. I think I just really wanted away from George, the doctor. Um, and I just didn't know how to do it. I I didn't know. I kept trying to leave him. He was a very persistent man. I mean, now when I look back, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I, Oh, Oh, Tammy. I'm amazed I got out of that because he's also, he also introduced me to opiates. Right, because you were addicted to Vicodin, right? Whenever you were, yeah. I didn't even know what Vicodin was, but I sure did after that relationship. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't like it was something that I just knew. I don't want to have to take one every day or two every day. I don't want to have to take anything every day, unless, of course, it's a, a medication that I really need. But sure. I, I knew better. I knew better. But all of it, I was, I was self-medicating. You know, but I, I wouldn't have known about that. He, 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 he implemented all that, if you know what I mean. And I mean, I can remember him going to um, work after being out all night. So that's a whole nother conversation about doctors. But um, anyway, anyway, I got I want I think I just wanted away from him. And I went to Miami for a minute. And then I was like, you know what? I got to go. This is it. I'm going. I'm going to California. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And is this before or after you met Mark? This is before? I had met Mark. Mark and I actually, we went through the trial together. We got together, but it wasn't the right time. I loved him and he loved me. And it was all there. And I didn't know if I was making the biggest mistake of my life, but I felt in my body like, I need to go and find myself and figure some things out 
And I want you to go become the good man that you are. And I don't know that we're going to be able to do that together because I knew I had a lot of shit to work out. Sure. He didn't come from what I came from. He was like an all-American guy. You know, he went to college. He had, you know, his parents were normal. You know, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, he, it, he just seemed so normal to me. And I was yeah. afraid I would destroy it. I was afraid of it. But I, to have I the foresight to know that, to like, to know yourself in the situation. God, Tammy, that's so much wisdom. And so many people don't take the opportunity. They want to, they want to be selfish and be like, no, we're going to make this, we're going to be together. We're going to do this. And, and the timing's not right. And, and they can't be patient enough to have it. So that's kudos to you for doing that. That's awesome. It was very, all of it, as you know, is very hard and you question yourself and you, but there's, there was this thing and I can't explain it. And it's so interesting because after I came to LA, I I just, I came out to LA. I didn't have anything. I found an apartment. I didn't know exactly how I was going to figure everything out. I was still getting a little help from the doctor, but that's, that was pretty much going, you know, he, he could see the writing on the wall as well. And, you know, um, what was my point? Got out here. Uh, oh, um, what was I saying? So we were talking about how you ended up in acting and then of course, like how that adjoining, like how you ended up with Mark at the same time. I also think, to be honest with you, the doctor, if you will, sure. I I call him the doctor because it's easy for me to objectify him and, you know, that just makes it fun for me. Um, uh, he he got my funny. Oh, and I would I I was taking acting classes in Atlanta. I was taking all these like acting classes, and um, there's an Alliance Theater there, and and then like sometimes LA teachers would come in and do a weekend intensive, and I would do those things, and I and George would like come to the after parties, or we would go out, all of us, you know, sure. and. Um, so he, he, and he, he, he was like, you're funny. And so he, I really, there was something that did get like, he did sort of like kind of guide me in that direction, almost like a, a dad in a weird way, you know, in a way, in a way. And I, I somehow really got that in me that I wanted to be a performer and, um, and that that's really was my thing, but it, it, it did. It did take a while, actually, when I think about it, because I didn't come to L.A. till I was 26. And technically, I should have been retired the way they they really are. That's what I was going to say. Tammy, you're too old to be in L.A. if you're 26 I years mean, old. It's so true, though. I was like, you know, is this a race? I mean, you know, they like to get them young, I'm sure. Don't right. they all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We were idiots. Yeah. I was an idiot. I mean, I was young and dumb. How great for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's called grooming, it's Tammy. It's reason. called grooming. <laughs> Girl, you are so right. You are so right. You are so right. Because don't you, you know there's stuff in my childhood that went on that definitely created uh, some behaviors, if you will, and curiosities sure. that probably would have never been there if you just yeah. let me be a child. Yeah. You know? And, sure. And we, bum around in my little Navy leotard instead of doing shit you ain't supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. 
something I would snap your neck over if I saw it, instead of like what I got, which was, oh God, don't tell your father. He'll be so <laughs> And that was as far as it went. <laughs> that was it. So that little girl was like, oh, so that's not yeah. bad. Let's keep trying this. <laughs> I mean, I got that message over and over. Don't upset that man. You know, right. girl, 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 girl. And I, I love men, but you know. <laughs> I do, but woof, woof. Right. Woof. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask, did you get into comedy first? Did you start doing stand-up first or did you start acting first? Which one came first? This is going to sound, you know, I remember a moment when I was literally in junior high school and being on a stage and, and the teacher saying, don't, you don't, don't say a word. I don't want you to speak. I just want you to feed the pigeons in the park. And this is the park and you tell us a story and don't use any words. And I was up there forever and I had the best time of my life. I can't explain it. I just enjoyed myself so much. Right. I, and I want to get back to that. Like there was just a, a play, an, an innocent play, freedom play around it. Like it, in it, like this beautiful vulnerability. And yet I can't explain it, but it was just, huh, it was beautiful. And uh, for me, and I, for some reason, really remember that. And I, that, that I think is, is uh, something I'm constantly looking for. Right. <laughs> That, that same feeling, yeah. To play and see yeah. where it goes instead of it's, you know, you're in danger. Sure. <laughs> so, but, comedy, a co comedy, I they've both been there the whole time. Like, the comedy is, I am a dramatic actress as well. Like, I can, I'm very intense. I've got this strong face. I, I, I love power. I mean, who doesn't, right? But I also, have used humor my whole life to sure. survive, you know, deflect, yeah. uh, digest the pain, digest the pain, digest the pain. It's, it's, how can you digest that pain? Oh, I'll make it funny. I'll make it funny. And then I can, you know, so, uh, so I think it's always been there. Just, it's just, there. it's not something I, it's just in, it's already in. <laughs> so what's you your know? favorite role that you've ever played? Oh my God. I just played a mother, which I was really amped to do. And of course, no one's really cast me as a mom yet. You know, I'm, I'm either the sexy blah, blah. I'm either the doctor or the dominatrix. Go figure. Right. So, so I got to play this mother who really loved her son, maybe a little too much. Wait, I saw and, uh, this. This was on like Reno, Reno fire department or whatever. It's those guys, I think, but it's, um, it's, uh, uh, Tacoma FD. Tacoma yes, FD. Yes, that's what it is. So yes. firefighters. Yeah. Yes, yes, I yeah, saw this. And you're like, you're like at a party with him or something. Yes. And you're like, hey, son. And then he's like, he's mimicking you. Oh, my God. It was so funny, Tammy. Our hair's the same. Our yeah. names are Jean. Like, I that, just that's so fun. And also, yeah, I, the, I, the, the idea now at this stage of my life to play these really dysfunctional mothers sounds <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, that yeah. would be great. That would be great. So that is, and that's not where I've been. It's like I've either played like, um, you know, the sexy 
sure. or uh, or a doctor, which was my very first role. I got here. I didn't know a soul. I met this guy who knew this guy. And then I, I said, I want to write something. And so my friend's like, you should talk to him. He's a producer on Days of Our Lives. So I did. And I just was myself. I didn't, wasn't, I was too naive to really think about a game. So, um, and I left that meeting and I got a call from the casting director who was the sweetest woman. And I went and I met her super cash, super chill. And then I said, give me a script and let me come back and do something for you. She gave me a script, came back the next day, done from head to toe and did my thing. And then I left that office with a recurring role as a doctor. That's amazing. Available. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what I said. Yeah, it really is awesome. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think, like, as people who, who are ancillary to the world of Hollywood, right? Like, we get to see it like a an aquarium from the outside looking into the little fish bowl and all the fish swimming around. And mm-hmm. it really feels like you have to know somebody to know somebody to get to go suck the bubbles out of the treasure chest when it opens. Otherwise you're just one of the fish swimming in the poop. Like it's, it seems correct. Yeah. yeah, Correct. It seems really hard to actually like make it in the, the industry. You are correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're that, that is the feeling. Absolutely. You're absolutely, absolutely. Like, how do you get in? How do you get in? How do you get in? You know, and then once you're there, uh, how do you stay in? Yeah. Well, then there's that. Like, then that's the thing is that you never really like you. You never really off the hook. It's like, yeah. Then you're then you're trying to maintain what you get, and then you're trying to, yeah. And all I really want to do is play the game. You know what I mean? I used to think, but I think it was just the idea of what I used to portray myself as that, like, I was gonna like that stuff like Hollywood and the red carpet and all. Sure. I am not that girl. I'm not that girl. I want to be home with my sweat in my sweats to what everybody else. Is. I yeah. want to do, I want to do the work because it's something really cathartic and, uh, and I love it. So it's really like, I love it. It's like, I'm aligned. So I want to do that part, but the rest of it, you know, it's yeah. like, like the okay. rubbing elbows and like the snobbiness and all of that stuff that Ooh, doesn't seem cool. like you. So it's it's really funny like to see to like get to know you and then see you in a in a film or on it like because I've watched some of your stuff intentionally before we got on here together because I didn't want to be like the idiot who's like so what have you done in your life like (laughs) right so but I like you just don't fit like you you are you are very well done on stage but then like outside of that I see you as like a friend I would go have beers with that's not the same way I feel about like a Kira Knightley right like like I see Kira Knightley I'm like I bet she's a bitch when she's like you know what I mean like I (laughs) I hope she doesn't see this (laughs) but I will say nothing is what it seems absolutely nothing Yeah, absolutely nothing. And I have always found that the people with the real power, it's very chill and easy and real. And it's always the people without the real power that are like, I can't, I don't even, and I don't even 
even know why I said that and what that pertains to this for, but um, <laughs> yeah, Hollywood is like it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a beast. It's a beast, right? Just like you know, everything else that's going on in this damn world right now. It's a beast, man. I I'm an optimist. I'm like a I'm like a let's have fun, girl. But boy, things have really changed. Yeah, in the world and in life sure. and uh, and waking up is sometimes um <laughs> rather challenging. <laughs> Okay, so a couple more questions that I want you to elaborate on. So talk to me about transitioning from the world where you came from, which we've discussed was was fairly sorted, like if we're going to be honest, to being a wife and and what that transition was like for you. Because one of the things that you said that was incredibly impactful for me is when you said one of your, like, I, I think, like, hold on, I wrote it down because I want to make sure oh, that I say it exactly like you oh, did. Yeah. Um, where you said the toughest of all being a wife when you were talking about, like, like transitioning. That, oh. So not toughest as in, I'm sure being with Mark is not oh, really that hard for you. But, like, being a wife and what that I transition know. looks like. My mother wasn't a wife. We were right. four people under one roof trying to survive. So uh, there, we didn't have meals at the table. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't. What is that? What is it? What was my, what do I do now? Sure. <laughs> of course, that's what I felt my whole life. Like, what do I do now? But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, well, can we, can I, uh, because can I, hmm. Yeah. I don't know what your second question. Well, cause I'm thinking, so so that there was, there's been the acting thing, which love and all that. And that's been playing. It's had its pitfalls. It's like, you know, you, you get this role and then the whole show goes away. You know, right. you, it, it's just been one, you, you get an agent, the agency folds two weeks later. Like, it's like, right. that's, yeah. been, that's been the whole, it just, it's, it's never ending. And, you know, or I got a, I got a, a gig playing opposite Dennis Hopper. I, I left the country for the first time. I had to get a passport. I'd never, I went to China, to Shanghai, China, and I'm there and I'm working opposite Dennis Hopper. I'm like, what the hell? What, who am, what's <laughs> happening? Who am, you know? And, and then shoot, I think nine out of 23 episodes, the damn thing never aired. It never aired until Holy a couple of years ago. And this was, and it, it, and it, and we shot it right after nine eleven. So I mean, it's been a long time. Like the damn, it was supposed to be like, it, it was sold to us as like this USA series, Crouching Tiger meets The Matrix. Come on, right. yeah, hold on, nothing like that. And um, <laughs> I never heard. So there's been all that stuff, and then there's been writer strikes, and I was like, I have no control. I have, I, I don't know what to do. And I'd always been told I was a comedian and that I need, you know, do you're, you're a comedian, you're a comedian, you're a comedian. And I was like, no, no, no. Cause that's, I'm alone. It's just me. I don't want that. Sure. I don't want that. So it really terrified hard. Yeah. It terrified me. And literally I was like, do I have a baby? Do I do stand up comedy? Do I have a baby? Do I do stand up comedy? <laughs> I really had no idea what to do. They both terrified me. Right. And I thought, well, I was going to try stand up comedy. <laughs> and so I meet this woman and she tells me to tell her my things. And I start sharing my truth, my actual, everything I'm sort of sharing here with you for the sure. first time, somebody here in Hollywood, whatever. 
And she helps me take it and make it funny. And then I, and I was like, oh, and I, I got oddly excited about that idea. And, right. and it was terrifying and it was more terrifying than being butt ass naked in front of a room full of people. It was oh, way I more bet. terrifying, yeah. way more terrifying. But I, and I didn't know if I could do it. I really didn't know if I could do it. I thought I was going to die. And literally, I really did. And I got, I, I did five minutes and I got off and I was like, this is what you're going to do. Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> it was in my whole body. And, so, and, and, and I thought, this is, this is it because I can write my own material. It's just me and nobody can take this from me. And then we had the pandemic. Because I was going to do, I was right before the pandemic, I was going to shoot a one hour comedy thing. I was going to produce it myself and try to sell it, but, and never, and then the pandemic. <laughs> so, you know, and now I'm in, so now I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Did not do that. However, I have a shit ton. I have an hour's worth of material um, that I still have and that I still want to sort of pay homage to. So now I'm in this, okay, I'm going to figure that I'm going to figure out this next step because I really right. want to put a one hour together. And I, is it that same hour? Has it changed? What now? So right. that's where, and then, Oh, Oh, Oh. So, uh, after being after, so about after eight years being out here in Los Angeles, um, and, and not meeting anyone that I was a heart thing. Uh, in fact, I was hanging out with this one friend of mine and I thought, is he the guy? Is he the guy? Am I going to, my mother was like such a big bed for just one person. Oh my God. What's it going to be with you? Something really crazy. You're going to become a lesbian. You're going to, you're going to go with that black ball player. I'm like, who are you? What are you talking to me about? What the hell are these words? So, um, you know, in, I, 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 anyway, there's that. And out of nowhere, my roommate here ran into Mark when he was in Atlanta. And Mark was like, don't you live with Tammy Tavares? And he was like, yeah, she's my roommate. And he thought we were sort of like together. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 no. And uh, Mark's like, will you give her my number and have her call me? And he's like, is that doctor still in the picture? And Nash is like, no, he's not in the picture anymore. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so I call him and we start talking and then he comes out for a visit and three months later we were engaged and then I got that China thing. And then we got married in 2003 with 40 people on a rooftop in Beverly Hills with the jazz band. That's so amazing. With the jazz band. <laughs> I wore Vera Wang. Like I, it was lovely. It was Lovely. Well, lovely. just like I, I told well. Bridget, you're going to have to send me pictures. I want pictures after we, we are oh, done. Oh, I will send them. them. I've got some great pictures. Yeah. I mean, um, we were just, we just, we just, he's my person. But yeah. woof, even when it's your person, it's like, you know, because you're in the mirror. If it's, if it's the right person. Right. Because God, I couldn't imagine being married to hell. You know what I mean? Because then I'm I, sure I see a lot of marriages that are rough. I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Do you? I'm sure. I don't know what I hear. <laughs> but it's all challenging enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Challenging sure. enough. So, uh, 
you know, you really want to find someone you can dance with. And sometimes it's, it's, it's hard dancing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You gotta, stay, you gotta stay in the ring. You gotta stay in the ring and you gotta figure it out. If it's, if it's worth its salt, you know, if it's the sure. right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and also faith really crept into my life at 33. It just, so I don't know. I was like, I have questions. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys oh God, end up in Texas? A million years. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, how did you guys end up in Texas? That was a fluke. That was so okay. random. So we had been out here. Mark was working at 20th Century Fox. He came with me for my NYPD Blue audition, which I booked and played that dominatrix. I don't know if you saw it, but literally I'm in a, a yeah, like, I know. dominatrix <laughs> outfit with my butt out on ABC. I didn't think that would happen. So, um, uh, it was nuts, <laughs> nuts. And, um, I mean, of all things for me to play. And then, um, and he, he got, came on the lot and he met somebody and he ended up going and working for 20th Century Fox and he worked for them for like 13 years. And then I think Disney bought out, like bought them. Yeah. And basically they laid off or got rid of 4,000 people. And he was one of them. And it really, you know, I mean, as a man, he was there for 13 years and he worked like the, his name was on the door because that's who he is. That's sure. who he is. Work. You know. Yeah. That's who he is. It's just the way he is. Um, you know, you can imagine he's got that German that, you know, that's sure. Stuff yeah. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, be, be the provider and all that stuff. So, which, you know, was wonderful. Uh, but um, it really was awful. Uh for him, but I had full faith that he would land on a speed. He went and got his MBA at USC while he was at five. like, I'm like, dude, whoever gets you is so lucky. Seriously. Right. So, but for him, it was really, you know, and it took a while. And, um, and then the, the, the pandemic was here and, and he had met this, um, there was this opportunity with this video gaming company called okay. Gearbox. And okay. the guy who founded Gearbox uh, met with Mark and Mark and they connected and now Mark is his chief of staff and he, he is a lovely man. He's a closet magician That's and he's awesome. like, he believes in magic and his whole thing at the company is happiness. Like he, he's actually a, a, a good guy. So I, I, and they are based in Texas. So Mark takes this job and it's in, it's in Frisco, Texas. And we the, the right pandemic in Dallas, right? Yep. My cousin lives in Frisco. Get out of here! I swear, she just opened a brand new Home Depot there. Oh my god, she's probably right down the street from us. Yeah, because we were. It's brand. It's a brand new area too. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Very nice. It, it is, is gorgeous. I loved it. I almost moved to Texas as a result of my visit to her house. Last year. Like, really? I was like, I, I think I, I belong here. I think I need to live here. Would it's you? It's crazy. We could have, like, crossed paths or something. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, would you Would you go? Would you do that? Would you go um, to Texas? I don't know. Like, I have two small kids, and my daughter is a competitive gymnast. So, oh, how amazing. Yeah. Well, and she's, I mean, she's so tied into her gym, and... I don't know that I would pull her away from that. She's right. 10. Yeah. Oh, I was bounced around a lot and it's very hard as a kid. 
it yeah. is, you know, it's it really very is. hard. Yeah. So I get that. And, uh, I get that. So you, you, you listen now, to Now, if I found gut. like a really badass gym that was going to make her even better, I could probably be swayed to, to do that. I do love Texas. It's a really, really nice state. Well, they do have the cowboy club there, which is this big old <laughs> lovely thing. <laughs> well, if I'm ever looking for another job. We, we ended up staying at this in this. This is so bizarre. So we had this other chow chow Zuma prior to the dogs I have now. Well, Zoe, I still have, but, um, and Zuma was born on 12, 12, 12. And we only had him. He passed away in the middle of the pandemic due to these, this, this random rare bacteria that was a flesh eating bacteria. Oh, that's so sad. um, Well, it was, it was awful. And, yeah. um, cause it was just awful anyway. So then we have to go to Texas to see if like, where are we going to live? What are we going to do? And are we going to do this? And I don't want to get rid of the condo. And I don't know if we'll, we don't want to, do we want to do this? I don't know. So we get there. We are in this Omni hotel and on the top of the hotel, there's this star and it's just like the star Mark has on his arm. And across the street is this building called 12. <gasps> and it's in so this like serendipity. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So we get a little apartment at, at 12. I somehow we managed to hang on to our condo. And I got this idea in my head that Gearbox is blowing up. Gearbox is making a major motion picture. Gearbox. Oh, I bet they're going to have an office in LA one day. And Mark's like, nah, well. <laughs> Here we go, back to LA. So we didn't get rid of the condo. And so we just phased that out, came back. And now the pandemic is, you know, thank God, you know, gone. Well, Gavin Newsom had us shut down here forever. Oh, I know. So we're going to get into a little bit of politics, if you'll humor me enough to do that here in a second. I won't do a lot. Let's humor one another. Let's humor one another. Because, you know, I'm new to the game, but girl. Yeah. <laughs> I so your industry is incredibly left leaning, incredibly liberal, right? It's it is very left leaning. And so if you have a differentiating position, so comes to mind is like a Chris Pratt or um really mm-hmm. anybody who has an opposing opinion. And mm-hmm. so I wondered like for you, you seem more, I guess, maybe in line with my position on certain things. And Mm -hmm, so I wondered mm -hmm. how that works for you. Do you feel like you have to remain mum or do you feel like you can still be yourself and not damage your reputation in the industry? You know what? The truth is I've never said a word because I didn't feel like I was educated enough to really speak on politics. And also I thought, what a shit show mob family that bullshit is. I don't even want to look in there. But with everything that happened, I started paying attention and I have a lot of feelings about it. And I have, I have opinions on it and they do differ from everybody around me, but not everybody, oddly enough. Right. I've started to talk because I've had to just to, just to stay sane and, you know, Uber drivers, private conversations. It's very interesting how many people you actually really do line up with, but you, George Carlin said this and that's another one. I was like, Oh, he's just an angry 
No, he actually kind of, I feel like, yeah, he has a good point of view here. Um, uh, um, oh gosh, now I just lost my train of thought. But, oh, individually, it's like you have this one exchange, but then when you get a group together, it's like it can be a different exchange. Sure. And I was like, but he's got a point. Um, look, I'm sure I'm dim. I'm sure I'm, I'm very cool and very easygoing and, and I, and I want what's best for people and I want what's best for the planet and blah, sure. blah, blah. But I, I am a believer and that just is. And, uh, uh, but I, I, I think it's all just a big charade and it infuriates me and I don't right. understand all the ugliness and, uh, and I don't think you can divide people into two groups. Right. I think what's the issue? Can we talk about what the issue is? And then I'll tell you where I land. Because right. don't just sit here or here. I don't even know what we're talking about. Tell me what we're talking about. And then I'm going to yeah. tell you how I feel. And then at the end of the day, you're going to do what you do. But I don't like what's happening at all. Yeah. At all. At all. Well, and I, I mean, like COVID, for example, is a, is a probably the most dividing factor that I've seen in the country. And like abortion... There's, you know, some people have some bleed over and, and some, okay, well, I think for rape and, and you know, what incest, right. it's okay. You know, like you can find some common ground in some portion of every subject. But COVID was either you are the bane of my existence and you want to kill my grandma or you love right. everyone and you're going to wear a mask and you're going to take the shot and you're going to do everything the government tells you to do. It was the clear divide in this country. And so yeah. I wondered yes. living in Hollywood and being from that world, how you felt with regards to everything that took place in California. And now the CD comes, CDC comes out yesterday or the day before and they're like, Oh, unvaccinated people are good. Now we don't, we don't need to do anything. And it's like, Motherfucker, you just spent a whole three ass years telling me that I'm a horrible human and That's right. that I'm going to die and kill all of you in the process. And now right. like, we're cool. Like it's all good. <laughs> I, I'm infuriated. Aren't you? I'm infuriated. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Cause it changed everything for me. I mean, for everybody. Yeah. So, but you're right. And my husband, went and got vaccinated because everybody at his company went and got vaccinated. I wasn't working at the moment. So I just waited and I was like, I don't want it. Right. Because I also was like, I just didn't want it. And I, I don't even do the flu shot, but I, I'm vaccinated. I'm not, I'm not against vaccines. Like sure. I just, something was like the whole time. And I still, I'm like, something's not what it seems something is not right. right. And I, I tend to be right when that's the case. I'm not saying I know the specifics, but something's not right. Right. And something yeah, for sure. So, and also I just, I was afraid of, you know, Oh my God, is this thing going to give me a heart attack? Is this going to be the thing? The thing, is this going to be the thing? You know, uh, the, 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 what I did not like is that also, why can't we talk about it? And, 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 and if you want to go get vaccinated, my God, go get vaccinated. Sure. But if you don't, well, okay. You can take your time and figure that out for yourself. But I, I, the whole mandatory thing was like, it sent me into PTSD. Sure. Too. Like 
I just also didn't want to participate at all in the world. I was like, yes, okay, I'll wear my mask at the grocery store. Yes, okay. I, I wasn't driving around in the car by myself with a mask. Like, I just, I don't know, something, look, we didn't know at first. I was all too willing. Two weeks, a month, fine, whatever. Okay, fine. We don't know what this is. But as we kept going, I was like, come on now. Something, yeah. something, something, something. And I just had to listen to that. And I was like, I'm just going to try to wait this thing out. I'm just going to try to wait this thing out. I mean, and they weren't, they weren't, all the comedy clubs were closed. Yeah. They weren't letting people in without vaccine cards and all. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, I right. felt like, and I still feel like this. Doesn't anybody see the fire? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't anybody seeing the fire? Like, that's how I feel with the border. Like, I'm like, I'm all for, okay, sure. There's got to be a process. And and I'm not saying don't come. Like, I'm not saying that. But you just leave it. You can take the doors off and the windows off of your house. And just, you're going to just, everything is a free for all. And you have no sure. idea who's at your, no, you, you, there's a process. Yeah. But what's happening at our border in the middle of a pandemic what are we like? You're taking us off of a cliff like this. Just and maybe I don't know some things, but from what I see, it don't look right. Right. I'm like, this is going south, and we're yeah. just buying our time. Something's going to happen because you can't just do this and willy nilly. You just can't do that. Right. There's got to be, and you're going to find out just how wrong this is, and sure. that's what scares me. Because yeah. I mean, you're a woman. You know, you've got that thing you're like ah something's this isn't good this doesn't feel good yeah it's like women's intuition but like on a global scale it's like now hold on you've you've turned off the spigots I can't fucking I can barely afford to put food on my table and drive my kids to school right now you've opened up our borders to allow as many people as possible in living off of many times taxpayer dime and there are you're flirting yeah yes flirting with with high power countries all over the world in peer to peer situations. And all at the same time, you're trying to lock down your own citizens and, and treat them as lepers. Now, come on now, we need to talk about this. This is not right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now look, I get that Trump is a re- was, I get it. I get why people might not like, I get it. Sure. But I don't have to like him. I don't have to marry. Him. I don't have to, uh, uh-uh. uh, Right. But there were some things that I was like, that makes sense. I understand that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I wish many times, you know, he didn't sometimes present the way he presented, but you right. know, what are you going to do? You know, but they're all a bit, I mean, Tammy, you know, you're but- in that world, right? You're in the world with these high dollar prof- professional men. They all yeah. act that way. Donald Trump is not a unique individual in that regard. Correct. And there are so many women who play that game too. They'll let him grab them by the pussy because they want something in return. They want that notoriety. They want that fucking Louis Vuitton purse and those Louboutin shoes. So so he's not like like the idea that we're these fragile individuals where they're like, oh my God, he said grab him by the pussy. I'm like, bitch, you probably would have let him. Please, let me beat you in the face with my cock. Shut the fuck up. What are we talking about? These are words. Get over yourself. So we, right. I mean, come, like, really, really? Yeah. Like, is that where, really where we're going to go? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we paying attention to? Look, 
I didn't know as a president you could get anything done. I didn't know you could be effective at all until I saw some things that he was doing. And I was like, oh, hey, that happened. Hey, he actually, he did that. And right. that happened kind of fast. And then when I saw them turn around and try to impeach him in 24 hours, I was like, these motherfuckers can make anything happen if they want to. Yes. So this is all a game. And right. what's the truth? And what is wrong with the idea of America first? What is wrong with that? And of right. course, doing what we need to do as a, but also hold on. Is that battery car electric thingy? Is that really better for the environment? Right. Are all these electric things all over the, that we don't have yet? Like, is that really, like, what is, what is it really? Cause You're I feel like there's rolling the blackouts for people's houses, but you want everyone to have electric cars. How is the grid supposed to support that also? Exactly. Exactly. If I, if I had an electric car, I wouldn't have been able to drive myself to Texas because right. I wouldn't have known where I could go and plug in. And also, sure. oh, what a pain. Yes. Like there's put a, put a program, put a, have a thing like, come on now. I, this dirty old stripper is going to know more than you. Like you don't know what, how to make this better. I feel right. like, is there something, am I missing something? Because I know. It's so funny this, that you say that this dirty old stripper, I'm constantly, I'm like, I'm just a fucking mom in Indiana, man. Like I, I, there's no possible way that me sitting here, I know more than you. Either you're being willfully ignorant or you're intentionally trying to mislead people. There, it's one of those two things. See, and we can't both be wrong. I mean, it's, because right. it's not even, it's, it's here and it's, it's a visceral, I'm like, this isn't right. This yeah. feels wrong. What? And I don't know what the truth is anywhere, but right. I don't like what I see. And I know what I, and I know what the, the that, that's bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit, you know? Right. Also, why was he fine? Why, why did they put him up to be president if he was the devil? Right. Why did they make him? What if he was the devil? I'm just. If he was, oh, what? Why did you give him? Why did? Why do we have that as an option? Right. And now you're gonna demonize us because we're like, hey, you know, okay, I like I this. I like what he's saying. This, yeah. doesn't make, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense unless, like you said, they're intentionally this whole new world order shit or whatever that right. global. It's crazy. I'm like, can we? And also the the pronoun thing, like, <laughs> and the and the and the and the transgender stuff with the women's sport. I'm like, mm, where am I? The only movie that I, I I did this movie. I had this little part with um, it was with Mike Nichols though, who was like a a genius and um and uh, it's called What Planet Are You From? And I swear that title comes goes through my head all the time because I'm like that's how I feel pretty much every day. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like I've taken enough of your time. But just so you know, I will make myself available for you anytime because I feel like I I have questions for you. I could talk to you many times. I mean, we could do a a monthly date. I don't care. Oh, I love this so much. Um, So tell me where people – so will you give me some of your plugs? Like um, tell me where people can find you, where they can watch you. Like how can they support you? Well, I have not put out a lot of content in terms of my stand-up comedy because I didn't really want to at first 
because I wanted to do this one hour and kind of be a surprise. But so I don't have a lot of my standup on on the internet just yet. There's like old clips, but I'm going to change that and and I'm going to start recording everything. And I do have TammyTaveras.com. I don't have that content up yet because I don't have it yet, but I will be putting it on there. Um, and I mean, I am in LA. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I do the comedy clubs around here, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I would say go to my website to see what maybe I have going on. Okay. TammyTaveras.com. But, but again, I don't have anything just yet that's going to do it for you. So give me a little second, everybody. No, that's okay. <laughs> and then Twitter, uh, people can follow you on Twitter. It's at I oh, am Tammy Tavares. Is that I right? I am Tammy Tavares. Now I will say I have started just saying whatever the hell I want on Twitter. I just have... <laughs> I, I am now a, an angry troll on Twitter. Now I'm like, you know, you know, like I don't care anymore. I'm like, I just, I, I'm going to do it for me. I mean, what are they going to do? Not hire me. I've lived sure. that life. I'm yeah. living in hell, you know? Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> All right. I love you yeah. so much. Thank you so much for coming oh. on. It has been an absolute joy to have you. I, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I met you. The internet's a great place. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, you know, I will say uh, it, there is a, if we can't be real, what's the point? What's if the point? we can't see our truth, even if it's painful. And you know what? We're going to hurt each other's feelings because that's just life. Okay. You'll deal with it when that happens. Like you, as long as you're constantly trying to do better, sometimes you are going to step on somebody's. It's okay. Just do, just do better. Just keep doing right. better, you know? So, but, but be truthful. I, I I think that's so important for all of us, don't you? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Oh, what I'm saying. She shut me up. Okay, put no, a fork in no, me. No, you're great. That's awesome. So and I, I say that, that as a as a as a former, you know, like live three lives person. So I right. say that there's yeah, a lot exactly. Of- Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to be notified whenever we have another episode come up, please subscribe. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Please make it a great day in America. This is the country where few people leave, too many people want to enter, and dead people still vote. Take care. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death!